Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudanis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today as we continue our Pac-12 journey, it's Utah head coach Lynn Roberts. Lynn's entering her fourth season at Utah, has done a nice job so far with the Utes, made the WNIT all three years. I know she's ready to make that jump up to the NCAA tournament. She said as much at Pac-12 Media Day. So we'll talk to her about that. We'll talk to her about her career as a coach. She's done a really nice job rebuilding several programs. Went to a D2 Final Four a while back at Chico State. We'll talk to her about that. She's the all-time leading three-point shooter uh, single season at Seattle Pacific. So we'll discuss that. I've also got some fun stories that I want to get into with her. So uh, hopefully she'll she'll be uh, appreciative of those. So we'll talk to her about all that stuff and more. But we'll get her on the phone right now and get right to it. This is The Jump Around. And we are back here on the jump around and joining me as promised. It is Utah head coach Lynn Roberts. Coach, I appreciate you taking time, uh, especially with the season right around the corner. You guys have an exhibition in a couple days, so um, I appreciate you taking a little time out for me to, to chat. And uh, before I get into your Utes team, I, I have a question for you uh, about your background as a player. Um, for people who don't know, you're still the single season uh, three-point shooting record holder at Seattle Pacific, but... Uh, more than that, I want to talk about the time you missed spring workouts uh, to play intramural soccer. <laughs> oh, you, that story has transcended. Uh, that, that has uh, followed me everywhere. Yes. Well, welcome to the podcast. And, and we're going to go there, Blake. We're going to open it up with that and see how you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I again, I just, you know, we can talk about your team, which we will, but this, this no, no, is no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure your players appreciate having some sort of dirt on their head coach, right? Yes, they do, and uh, <laughs> so my college basketball coach at Seattle Pacific is Gordy Presnell, who is now the head, very successful yeah. uh, head coach at Boise State, and he's just a great friend, and still continues to to play that head coach role for me. Um, and we actually uh, had a closed door scrimmage with them this weekend. So that was good. I just awesome. saw him, but uh, just a great, great guy, incredible coach. So I was lucky to play uh, for him. And so my freshman year, I'll just get you, I'll just give you the dirt now, Blake. I'll just tell you the story. This is good. We're starting uh, off my on a freshman good year. I didn't play a whole lot, you know, typical freshman thought you were better than you are. Um, <laughs> Had a great high school career. You get to college, it's just not as easy. You fight it a little bit. Uh, I've I've been known to be stubborn. So, anyways, I didn't play a whole lot my freshman year, so it wasn't like I was the five star recruit at this time in the spring workouts. So, but I, I say all that as kind of a pre- precursor to uh, what happened. So, um, I don't know. I averaged like ten minutes a game my freshman year. Uh, and so at Seattle Pacific, there was always this tradition that all the women's sports teams would play intramural indoor soccer in the spring. Like we were on quarters, and so it always went pretty late into the summer, you know, like into June. And so, and it was this kind of bragging rights that whatever team, you know, won. It was, so there'd be a volleyball team, there'd be the basketball team, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I had, I was a pretty good soccer player. I had been recruited for soccer out of high school as well. And, um, and I had, you know, so this was a big deal for me as well. Well, in basketball workouts a couple of weeks before, uh, I had broken my foot. A teammate stepped on my foot, 
broke, you know, not like tragically broke it, but I had to be in a boot for like six weeks or four to six weeks. So my teammates are doing spring workouts, which is conditioning, lifting, skill stuff. And I'm just kind of there in the boot, you know, uh, the injured teammate on the sideline, which is, you know, what you had to do. But then, uh, in a conflict of interest, it was the championship game of the in, in uh, intramural soccer game. And I was still in a boot and not doing workouts. But obviously, I mean, when you're 18 or 19, these things are make perfect sense. Absolutely. Uh, and, right. And so I played. Uh, it was a championship, and I, I justified it perfectly to where, I mean, honestly, if I look back, I'm like, I didn't even think, like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I should. Like, well, yeah, I'm playing. So... <laughs> I played and we won, uh, which is great. Nice. And then the next thing, and I didn't even think anything of it, you know, intermittent 9 p.m., your coach is at home or whether, wherever they go when they're not at work. You know, you just, your school teachers, you're not really sure if they have a life. And uh, so the next day at workouts, uh, coach comes up to me and he's like, hey, Robert, come here. And he said, hey, did you play intramural soccer last night? And you know that moment, oh. like, in your life when you oh. get those questions? And you yes. And it's like, you know, turn right or turn left, and you have a, a half a second to decide. Yeah. I said, uh, well, I did, but I played goalie, mm. and, which is a <clears throat> total lie. And, and But I thought, like, God, Lynn, nicely done. Like, dodged one there. And he was <laughs> like, oh, okay, so, so you wore your boot. And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, oh, okay, walk yeah. away. And I Didn't thought, even move that much. I thought, wow. Well, yeah. yeah, and I thought, man, I just... I'm pretty smart. And so then the next day he calls me into his office and I sit down and, and he said, Hey, uh, I don't want you on my team. And I was like, what? He said, I don't want someone that can look me dead in the eyes and lie. And yeah. And that, those are one of those moments that I will never forget that moment. Uh, and so evidently after I told him that he went down to the intramural office, saw that I had scored like four goals (laughs) Uh, and so the line is, he said, you're the best goalie in the history of soccer. <laughs> so, uh, so I lost, I lost my spot on the team. I lost my scholarship. I had to, uh, that was a fun call to my folks. Oh my God. Um, and it was one of those moments where it really did, it really did define me and, and mold me because I didn't want what he said to me. I don't want someone to come with me dead in the eyes. And I didn't want that to be who I was. I, I knew that wasn't who I was. Sure. Um, and so anyways, I got a job and I worked landscaping crew at, at Seattle Pacific in the summer. And, and, and so then I, you know, I said, I'm coming back. I want to be back. And he said, okay, you can be on the team. Um, you can walk on and, but you're going to have to be also the team manager the first semester. So you have to bring up the balls and sweep the floor and bring up the water every day. And I was like, okay. And I did it. And anyways, and so it was one of those things that I learned, uh, you know, to, have some integrity with yeah. how you operate. And then also when, when you get punched in the face for being an idiot to, <laughs> to hold your ground and hang in there, you know, yeah. uh, not, I could have easily just left, but it was the best thing yeah. for me developmentally as a person. And, and, you know, obviously my career has, has paid dividends to play for him. And so anyways, yeah, that's, that's the story. What a great story. There was more to that. I was, I was just kind of trying to bust you a little bit, but like, that actually like has a nice like meaning meaningful ending. That's that's great. It does. Well, at the time though, like I'll tell you, it was not meaningful no. and, and lovely. It was <laughs> it was bad and embarrassing. And every day that I had to push the ball cart into the elevator and ride the elevator up to the floor, sweep the floor, like that was uh, 
Um, but, you know, I, I want to be a, a head coach that has the courage to do that, too. You know, I think that that's a cool thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned your, your competitive nature, but... Um, and I promise I'll stop. I'll stop. It seems like I'm just trying to make fun of you, and I promise I'm not doing that. But no, that's okay. okay. You, you, it's like you know me already. That's what everybody that knows me does. But I'll throw it back at you. Oh, you don't, that, absolutely. I, I am. Yes, I have thick skin. That is fine by me. Um, but you are also superstitious. Yes. Um, yes. Is there? Do you do you have any specific examples that you'll be willing to share with me? Oh, it in, embarrassing is the word. Like it's just. I'm. I am painfully logical. Painfully like you know, but except in this area, like I'm pretty black and white and logical and I can miss some things and I know how stupid it is and I can't help it. So like the drive from my house to the arena on a game day, I have to take a certain route. If we win, I will take that route every time. If we lose then I have to take a different route, like, isn't that stupid? That's wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's good pressure uh, though to not lose, you know, not lose too much because then you're going to run out of routes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That puts the pressure on that too. So luckily we're, we're doing okay. But yes, you uh, the fine. same thing with music. Like I have to listen to the same songs and then unless we lose and then I have to listen to new songs. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jewelry, like the different combinations of jewelry, same thing. If we lose, I mix it up. I mean, really dumb. <laughs> but I can't help it. Hey, whatever. Hey, whatever. It. Whatever. Whatever works. Uh, you, you've had a pretty successful career, so hard to hard to argue with it too much. Oh, oh man, that man. is funny. All right. Well, all right. We will now get into the good stuff. We'll we'll get into your your winning and your success as a coach. So we'll uh, we'll move on. I I don't want to push you too far off, but uh, you <laughs> you go back to. I mean, you go back through your career, and you've just you're a rebuild coach. That's what you've done. You take over Chico State, you go uh, to the NCAA tournament all four years, you go to the final four in your last year there. Uh, Then you take over Pacific, you're there for nine seasons, you go to the WNIT the last four years, and now you're entering your fourth season at Utah and you've gone to the WNIT all three years prior. Um, When you look back throughout your career and even going back to your first head coaching job, the success you had there um, what is it about rebuilding? Cause you've, you've kind of worked your way up, right? D2 and then, you know, lowish yeah. D1. And now you're obviously at a, at a big school, but, uh, what, what are the challenges of, of rebuilding at all different levels? Cause you've been able to do it on a, on a pretty high level. Yeah. I, it's interesting that that has kind of, uh, I, I've never, I didn't set out to be that as my kind of, um, you know, I guess no one would, but it's kind of become, yeah, like, like it's just interesting that that's kind of become the story or has become the pattern of, of where I've been. Uh, and I'm proud of that. Like, I think um, it kind of is my personality. I think nothing has been um, silver spooned in my mouth, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I went to a Division two school, played baseball there, and, and uh, had to work. And like I told you, like, it was not, uh, the big glamorous experience and I had some humbling moments like I shared with you earlier uh, but just kind of what it takes um, like I you know growing up I come from an awesome family um, but very blue collar middle class and, and again no there was no silver spoon nothing was given my parents weren't you know flying me around to AAU tournaments it was like yeah if you're good enough they're going to find you um, 
you know, get a job this summer kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I'm grateful for that. I really am. And so I didn't have some, you know, I wasn't some big blue chipper that was highly recruited by 50 schools and um, didn't go to some t-shirt school and have everything, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I'm grateful for kind of how I have come up. Uh, because it's, you know, I know how to tape ankles and sleep before, and I'm not afraid to do any of it. Um, and I think, I think that's what it takes to turn a program around. I think there has to be a level of confidence and you know what you're doing and you kind of, you've learned through experience and doing right and doing wrong, but you have confidence, uh, in the process, but you also have a humility to you, um, and and a work ethic to you that, you know, it's not about me. I'll tell you that right now. Like taking over a program, turning it around. It's, it's not about me. Um, it's about everybody else. And I think if you can lead that way, uh, you're going to get people to maybe do things that they didn't know they could do. And, and I love being the underdog. I love getting players to be better than they ever dreamed they could be. Um, and sometimes as the underdog role, you can really get them to buy into that. Uh, and then now at Utah, you know, we're in a different, a different ocean. We're swimming in a different ocean in terms of the recruiting process and who we're recruiting and, and type of players that we're uh, capable of getting. And, and so it's shifting, like I, I could say right now. Currently, we're in the middle of kind of shifting to where, um, you know, it's not just about survival. Now it's about competing and, yeah. and um, you know, really being a legit contender in this league. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's any... I think coaching is unique. You know, there's 101 ways to skin a cat. You can coach 101 different ways and be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just has to be true to you. And so for me, it has been very genuine for me to take over programs that have not been very good um, and just fight and, and claw and underdog and blue collar and outwork you um, up the ladder. Yeah. Well, well I want to ask you about that, about becoming an actual contender and not just, you know, surviving. And you look at your team last year, you guys go eight and 10 in conference. And for the most part, with with one or two exceptions, you, you beat all the teams you should have, right? The teams that were below you, but then yeah. the teams above you, you couldn't quite get there, even though you, you took UCLA yeah. to overtime, you, you know, you play Oregon close, you play all these games so close. So what, what's good? What is it that it's going to make you jump up into that, you know, upper echelon of the conference. And it, the Pac-12 well, is absolutely yeah. brutal right now. Too. That is the question. It is. And that is <laughs> yeah. the question. And I always kind of joke, like, my timing joining the Pac-12 was, was not very smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, you know, my second year we had two teams in the Final Four. And, and I mean, last year we had three teams in the Elite Eight. Um you know, it's a ridiculously competitive league. And so what you're trying to do when you take over a program and climb is you're trying to leapfrog people, right? You're not going to go from 11th to 1st in one year, but maybe you go 11 to 9 and then 9 to 7 and then yeah. 7 to 6. And You know, you just try to leapfrog people uh, every year, just get, you know, try to get over somebody. But it's so hard in this league. When you, look, when you talk about, okay, we're on the, in the last three years, we've averaged, if you just add up wins, divide by three, we've finished... Uh, because I've been in, in my three years here, we finished on average at seventh, which is literally one cut below the NCAA tournament. Yep. And it's one cut below, you know, finishing the top half, all those things. Um, and so when you talk about who's above you, quote unquote, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, UCLA, Cal, you know, those guys, it's like, okay, you know, we've got to, it, what's the difference is we've got to continue to recruit um Pac-12 level players, and which we're we're doing. They're just young, you know. It's like we're we're this. 
in the Pac-12, you can't pick up the phone and, and, and get a senior to commit to you. you got to start recruiting them when they're freshmen, mm-hmm. if they're going to help you win. And so uh, it's just it comes down to players. And you mentioned last year we were so close. We lost five games in the Pac-12, two to UCLA, uh, one to USC, um, Oregon State at home very close. I mean, Arizona State at home, we lost in the last seven seconds. We're so close. Uh, but what I told my team and what I'm telling everybody is, but we didn't win them. Like, yeah. we didn't win. And so we didn't deserve to go to the tournament. Uh, we got to win two of those. We win two of those, we're in. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a 21-win season and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so how do we get – we just have to keep chipping away. And next, this year, I'm hoping um, that would be the next progression that we win a couple of those. Yeah. You know, we continue doing what we're doing, and, um, but you got to win them, you know? Yeah. You, you, you can't lose by one in the last possession and have people feel sorry for you. Yeah. you got to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you've got uh, enough talent coming back for sure. I know you have a lot of newcomers, but uh, and you also you graduate Emily Potter. You lose your, your top three-point shooter in Tori Williams, but you have your leading scorer in Megan Huff coming back. Uh, you got Denisha Provo coming back. Um, with your mix of returners and, and the youthfulness, what what are you guys looking like? I mean, I know you can't get into specifics of your your Boise State, you know, scrimmage or whatnot, but you have an exhibition in two days. How are you feeling right now with the season so close? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I really like this group. I think I always have said too, it takes about three solid years for your culture to kind of start to stick. Yeah, and, you know, we've had some turnover. That also is another part of taking over program. You Kids that didn't come to play for you uh, have to decide if they, they want to do what's required to play for you um, or if they want to go somewhere else. And so we've had some turnover, uh, which is normal. Um, and I also was really fortunate I inherited some good play, like you mentioned, Emily Potter and, um, you know, some other great ones. Uh, but it takes about three years for the culture to stick. And, and what I mean by that is just for the way that I want to practice, the way I want our team to conduct themselves, the way we want to compete, the way we talk, the way we, you know, all those things when people say, quote, unquote, culture. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while. It really does. And so I feel like now our culture ha- is sticking, um, which gives me some optimism um, because I know that that style and that culture works. Um and so now it's just a matter of um, staying healthy. We've had a couple. Uh, we've had some adversity with injuries already. Um, you know, we've lost some size that I thought we were going to have two months ago. We don't have now, um, which is unfortunate. But I'd rather find out now than in two months. Sure. Um, you know, because we've had we've been able to adjust. So we're not as I thought we were going to be really big. Um, and I wouldn't say we're short, but we're just not as big as we were. Mm. And so we have to be a little faster. And we're gonna have to shoot the ball really well, which we're capable. Of. I know we're fast, we're very athletic. Um, so we're just gonna have to rebound and shoot. And if we can do those two things, I think we can hang with, with anybody. Yeah. Well, and like and like you said, you you finish in the top six, you, you make it, you make it into the tournament, which I know yep. you, you want to do. I wonder for you, uh, again, you've you've been to a D two final four before, which is incredibly difficult to do. And since then, you know, since you jumped to the D one level. Um, you haven't gotten into the tournament yet. Does that wear on you personally at all? Do you put any extra pressure on yourself knowing like, Hey, I've, I've done this before. I need to do it again. I mean, obviously everyone wants to make the tournament. That's, you know, that goes without saying, but I just mean for you specifically, do you put any extra pressure on yourself with the success you've had in the past? Oh yeah. I don't think anyone puts 
more pressure on me than me. Uh, not even within. Not, I mean, it's not even within close. Uh, yeah, it irritates me. It really does. But the the beautiful thing is, is that you know, at Pacific, I was in a one team conference always. Absolutely. So one, yeah. if you, you know, and like at Pacific, we won the regular season title a couple times, but then we lost in the championship game in the conference tournament. So you don't go. But your RPI, you know, is thirty five, and you're really good. <laughs> so but brutal. You're not gonna make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is brutal. Uh, but that that is what it is. Uh, and again, win the championship game, then Lynn, right? Like, just win it, <laughs> and then you you can't complain about the system. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, it irritates me. It irritates me, and I want to make it badly. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't feel pressure in that regard. I just feel pressure to um, to achieve, but not the specifics of, you know. I think the outcomes take care of themselves if we're doing what we're supposed to do it'll work out how it's supposed to and and um, i really do believe in that like if we're met you know if we're good enough to make the tournament then we're gonna make the tournament yeah if we're not we're not yeah. and uh and then we got work to do but in terms of pressure i do think it comes internally and, and i've got a healthy dose of it yeah you are this is this is quite funny for me i mean you are like extremely competitive even like with yourself um do do you have do you have anything away from the sport that, that you enjoy that you just don't compete with? <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. Um, I love cooking. It's hard to be competitive in that, although if I love cooking. I have too. been known to do some, yeah, to do some Iron Chef competitions <laughs> in my in my house. I've done that because uh, if you can find a way, let's do it uh, sure. to compete. But I love cooking, and and that helps me unwind, and it's just something kind of creative, and um, and I love to eat, so it's always a nice payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, but everything else I do, I think, is pretty fast paced. Um, my this has been told before too, but my I don't sit still real well. My uh, nickname in elementary school was Orbit because I would orbit around the classroom. Um, <laughs> And that has just kind of stuck. That's I don't, great you know, nickname. I'm just, yeah. So I'm, 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 I constantly moving and if there's a game to play, I'll play it. And, yeah. Uh, but my kind of whole vibe on life is just to enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. Have as much fun as we can. So that's why I appreciate that you're jabbing me a little bit here yeah, on this. Well, this is good. Well, here, I will, I, I don't know if I've, I've told this publicly before, but uh, you'll appreciate this. My wife and I uh, have a chalkboard uh, at home hanging on the wall that is a right board. And so anytime we are disagreeing about something factually based, so not it's not opinion stuff, like, hey, dinner was good. No, it wasn't. But it's just like, hey, right. you know, uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I think Asia Durr led the country in scoring last year. And she's like, no, it was Kelsey Mitchell. And we'll be like, right board? And, and then that's like the moment of like, then you really figure out how entrenched you are in your position because... Most of the time, I'll back off oh. and be like, "Ah, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind." But then, if you both I agree, you look it up, and then yeah, you get a tally. So I'm down. Uh, I'm down big right now. I need a couple threes to go in. I love it. Yeah. Is it just kind of mess talking? Like winner just gets to kind of, or is there a, like a consequence? Like you have to do dishes, or you, know, if you lose on the whiteboard, you have to run to the mailbox and back. Wow, or, that's you know, actually. What do you have to do? I'm going to make sure my wife doesn't know I recorded this podcast. So you're going to give her ideas. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just the shame of people walking in, okay, seeing yeah. it, and going, oh, what's that? And she's like, oh, that's the board where we keep track of all the times I'm right and Blake's wrong. And so, 
which is enough. I like that. Yeah. So I thought you could appreciate that. <laughs> I like her already. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I th- you figured you could appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will. Um, I will get you out of here on this one. Um, I usually like to give coaches an opportunity to uh, say something about their team that maybe they they haven't you know gotten to say through my line of questioning or whatnot. Um, so maybe anyone who doesn't know. Utah basketball, who doesn't know anything about your team, you know, maybe just sees you guys in the standings and that's it. Uh, what would you like the message to be about who you guys are and, and what you guys are all about? Wow, uh, that's, a, that's a big question. I think, you know, I want to be a team that's fun to watch. Last year, we, you know, we were uh, second, uh, third in offense uh, in the Pac-12 and there's some great scoring teams just in terms of uh, offensive efficiency and shooting percentages and all that, I think we run a pretty fun style to play uh, and watch. Um, you know, and I think sometimes us and Colorado both, we, we kind of get forgotten about that we're in the Pac-12. Uh, it's kind of that, you know, oh, yeah, what league are they in? Um, and so, you know, I just I, my goal when I took over this program is to, I want it to become nationally relevant, nationally known, nationally, nationally, nationally talked, they talked, talked, talked about uh, in a respectful, you know, in a way that uh, we want to be associated with it. And that's in our Salt Lake community and, and in the women's basketball community uh, nationally. And so that's where we're headed. And it's a fun time to be a part of our program and we're getting better. And, uh, but this league is, is I always say, uh, it's unforgiving. And, and it's relentless and it'll, you know, it'll expose you every Friday and Sunday. You, you learn something uh, about your team and, and that's what makes it, you know, the best conference in the country, in my opinion, from top to bottom. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers your questions, but that, that's what I would say about our team. I yeah. think we have a, a fun group uh, that they're good kids. We've got a lot of international kids um, and it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, I'd say it's a positive vibe right now. Awesome. Well, uh, I again, I appreciate you taking the time. You guys open up November seventh, which is uh, a Wednesday at Nevada. It's a sneaky tough game right there. Yep. Nevada's uh, on the rise, and then home opener on the thirteenth uh, against Alabama. So, Coach, I uh, I really appreciate your time, and wish you guys the best of luck, and look forward to watching you guys play this year. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate you uh, diving into women's basketball and getting the uh, exposure and. and- Uh, caring about it this is what our sport needs and so uh, i know all of us appreciate it so thank you i appreciate you saying that and look forward to crossing past one day all right thanks blake appreciate it thanks again to lynn roberts head coach at utah for joining me today and, and rolling with the punches there that was uh that was a lot of fun to do Thank you for listening, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be greatly appreciated. You can always find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, with your thoughts, comments, etc., etc. And, yeah, just keep an eye out for the next episode, as always. They'll be in your listening devices pretty soon. And thanks for listening again today. This is The Jump Around.